0: Hello and welcome to Civic Snippets, where we break down today's political news into a 10-minute briefing. On today's show, we'll talk about President Biden's discussion with Xi Jinping, what Nancy Pelosi is apologizing for, why is it so freaking hard to get COVID funding, and why can't we just catch a break on gas prices? I'm your friendly neighborhood political consultant, September McCrady. And I'm Sean Wyland here with the news.
1: China has to make a decision for themselves about where they want to stand uh, and how they want the history books to uh, look at them and view their actions. Uh, and uh, that is a decision for President Xi and the Chinese to make. That was White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki after the U.S.-China call on Friday. President Biden met with China's President Xi Jinping in a nearly two-hour video call. During the call, Biden described implications and consequences if China breaks sanctions or in any way provides support to Russia as it conducts attacks against Ukraine. During the call, Xi advocated for dialogue between Russia and Ukraine, as well as between the U.S. and Moscow. He warned against a, quote, Cold War mentality, end quote and also against further sanctions. The last time the two had spoken was at a virtual meeting back in November. The White House's national security adviser, Jake Sullivan, and other U.S. officials met with Chinese officials for seven hours in Rome on Monday, and he raised concerns about China's alignment with Russia then. Just before the invasion a few weeks ago, Xi and Putin released a joint statement saying that the China-Russia relationship had, quote, no limits, end quote. It is believed that Russia asked China for military assistance before the invasion, but China is still trying to appear neutral in respect to the conflict. Now, that is hard to believe, given the closeness the leaders have shown towards each other and that Russia is China's biggest trading partner. China also has ways ready to help Russia if it chooses, including an energy deal that had worked out with Russia that would have started in 2026, and a banking communication and payment system that is the rival to SWIFT called SIPs. Russian banks also announced that they were working on developing a credit card based off of China's state-operated union pay system. China definitely has the ability to help Russia out of a jam if it chooses to do so. Maintaining open lines of communication between the U.S. and China is of prime importance right now. As the Kremlin has alleged that Ukraine has chemical weapons and Putin conducted practice launches of nuclear missiles in his invasion preparation, he threatened to respond to Russian interference with, quote, consequences you have never seen, end quote. And if China allies with Russia during this military engagement, many see that as the start of the third world war.
0: I think we need all the money we can get to have the resources that we need to fight COVID. That was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi after she had to once again plead for more funding for COVID relief. On Thursday, top U.S. health officials pleaded with Democratic members of the House to approve more funding for COVID relief efforts. Pelosi apologized to them for even having to come before the Democratic House members trying to block the funding measures. So here's what's been leading up to this. Back in February, the Biden administration requested almost $30 billion for COVID response, but most Republicans and some Democrats didn't take to the idea of spending more money on the pandemic. Then on March 3rd, the Biden administration cut the request to $22.5 billion in a response to the mounting opposition. That bill was part of a spending deal that included Pentagon funding and $10 billion in assistance for Ukraine that they thought would help gain GOP support. Many representatives on both sides of the aisle think there's already enough money out there through the American Rescue Plan and the CARES Act, but... The Department of Health and Human Services keeps warning about running out of antibody treatments within weeks, along with funding for vaccines, testing, COVID care for uninsured people, and preparation for future variants. Now, Even more recently, the proposed relief funding was reduced to $15.6 billion in response to questions about how the money already provided has been spent and where the funding will be coming from for this measure. So the solution was provided in the form of reallocating unused state aid funds. This, of course, upset the representatives from those states and created even more pushback. The GOP keeps saying they don't have the information they need about how it'll be spent, even though DHHS and the White House have provided that. Democrats are balking at spending money already allocated to states, while also insisting on knowing how it'll be paid for. Asking Republicans to pass anything on deficit spending is a no-go, so we currently have an impasse that has Pelosi searching for a plan B. The House recessed on Friday without scheduling a vote on a COVID relief bill. We'll talk about fluctuating gas prices after this word from our sponsor. Batman never
1: goes anywhere without his utility belt, right? Well, as a podcaster, you need your own utility belt. Here's Rogue Amoeba's Ultimate Podcast Bundle. It includes Fission, a feature-packed audio editor, Loopback, which routes your audio between applications, Farago, a feature-packed soundboard, and Audio Hijack Pro, their flagship audio recorder. Right now, you can get a discount on your purchase of the Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Use the code ANTP20 to save 20% at rogueamoeba.com. You may have seen the I Did This stickers on your local gas pumps, and even more likely you have seen pictures of them all over your social media. It started with pics of President Biden pointing, and now folks are making stickers with Putin's head to replace Biden's, and even oil company sticker logos for the same purpose. So along with the recurring arguments about how much blame the president has when gas prices rise, now grown-ups are having a sticker war.
0: Okay, well, I mean, here's where I confess I sort of participated in that... I bought a Chuck roast a couple weeks ago and someone had put one of those stickers on it. I mean, that's weird. It was a good sale, but anyway, because it was on plastic wrap, it was easy to remove and reuse. So I may have put it on a nearby signboard touting free vaccinations. Does the president have any influence on what you pay at the pump? Well, Every president since 2000 has seen a gas price higher when leaving office than when they took office, but prices did rise more in the actual election year. So that's really just a reflection on the market speculation that happens when a political climate heats up.
1: Now, the reality is that the speculation part of oil pricing is the largest factor when it comes to the prices we see at the pump. Crude oil prices are a futures market, while gas is an actual product. Oil prices and gas prices do rise and fall together, but when it spikes faster than it falls, that leads to a lot of arguments about who is changing the gas prices and why. Gas stations claim that they are trying to make the money back that they had to give to their vendors to fill their tanks, but the prices at the pump go up so fast it looks like price gouging. Some of them defend it by saying that they also need to be able to fund their next purchase when they see prices getting higher.
0: So what can the government do about it? Well, they certainly have motivation to do something, because it's very likely to affect voter sentiment in the fall. Some Democratic leaders are considering bringing oil companies before Congress. Well, that's doubtful to spark any changes in how their pricing works, Oil companies spend many millions of dollars on campaign contributions, and they can explain it all away with precedent at this point. I mean, after all, oil and gas prices have been tracking up and down in the same sort of pattern ever since the OPEC embargo in 73. Before that, by the way, Americans did enjoy decades of stable gas prices. So what else can politicians actually do to try to alleviate the increases?
1: Well, on Friday, March 18th, Two states passed gas tax holidays, Georgia and Maryland. Sixteen more are working on similar relief, while federal legislation has been proposed but stalled. If a federal holiday is passed, it would amount to 18.4 cents a gallon. Not a big drop. And that money normally goes to the Highway Trust Fund, which is why it's being opposed by AAA, transportation officials, and even civil engineers. If a federal gas tax holiday went through the rest of the year, the average driver would save between $16 and $47 total.
0: Well, before we wrap up, let's circle back to one last armchair expert argument that we're all seeing in our feeds. No. The Keystone Pipeline wouldn't solve any of this. That was intended to move tar sands oil from Canada to refineries on the Gulf Coast of Texas, and then that oil would be sent almost all overseas. The plan was never to supply gasoline to U.S. pumps. That's it for today's show thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on covering stories you're following, we welcome your emails at civicsnippets at gmail.com.
1: If you found Civic Snippets to be helpful and informative, please consider giving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you to our production manager, Ken, and our sound engineer, Theo, and thank you again to Rogue Amoeba for sponsoring this program.